Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Growing Social Now. I am your conversation host, Barbara Rosconi, and I am really excited to introduce you to my friend, Jasmine Haley. Hi, Jasmine. Hey, Barbara. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So, you know, in the show, I always tell you, how did we meet? Because let's be honest, most of these folks are friends. And the way Jasmine and I met was through National Speakers Association Carolinas chapter. Jasmine came to a presentation I gave in November at the speaker intensive about growing your speaking business to skyscraper status. And Jasmine actually did what I told people to do. So that was, thank you again, Jasmine, because you know, you give these speeches and you wonder, hmm. So anyway, we met and Jasmine <laughs> took over my role as marketing person. I nominated her because I thought this woman knows how to take action and get things done. And after looking at everything you've been doing since I've known you, I am really impressed and just so thrilled that you're joining us today. Oh, thank you. You were actually one of the presentations that stood out for me. I loved your presentation. Um, I, I loved your style and I love the thought process that you put into it. I saw some heart in there, which is all that I love. Um, mm -hmm. But you were able to incorporate that with social media, which is often what you don't see. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. And it's uh, sometimes I put my heart into it and I'm like, does anybody care or feel it? And you know what? I don't care if I feel it. <laughs> So let's talk about your business. It's called uh, Legacy Speaker and your background. And if you see, when you see Jasmine, you can see her gorgeous smile. Her oh, background you. is really in oral health care. So do you want to tell us how did you start your business? Because I love that entrepreneurial journey and path. Yeah, so I um, started my business in 2016 and I wind up being a full-time educator at that point in time, but wind up going through intense burnout. And wow. so at that particular time, I was a part of a nonprofit association. I was the vice president of, um, of the association, the state association. And one of the tasks that I had was organizing the events. And That's a big job. I, it's, it's a huge, huge, huge. huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one of the things that I learned was when I started seeing the paychecks of speakers, they were making more than what I was making in a month as Whoa. a as a faculty member. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, wait a minute. I'm over here working extremely hard for my students, wow. which I loved. But mm -hmm. at that point in time, I knew I needed to escape from that. So I started my business and I mm -hmm. all all I did for the first four years of my business was speaking in events. That was it. Oh wow. So I grew my business to six wow. figures doing that. And I knew at the end of 2019, I needed to shift outside of the healthcare industry, which was a mm -hmm. very difficult um, choice. And mm -hmm. I happened to be doing the shift in a new industry during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so tough. Wow. It was yeah. extremely tough. Um, can't wait to share some of the lessons that I learned with social with that. But that mm -hmm. led me to doing what I'm doing now with my global consulting firm. Great. Yeah, it's wonderful. And you and I have something in common. You said that your mother inspired your business and I named my mother, my business after my mother and my grandmother, Corey West. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't pull that story out as much as I should, but they were two women who really didn't get the attention they deserved. And I feel like I can honor them every day because they're no longer with me. 
but um, if you want to talk a little bit about just legacy, because I think that's a concept that people don't take to heart enough. And I listened to one of your podcasts and you were talking about regret and I'm reading Daniel Pink's book, which is the power of regret. And my book club decided to read it too. And I thought, Hmm, that's not like a normal book club selection, but regret is something that we all deal with. So if you want to talk about how you connected those two, I think it'd be great. Yeah, so when I was in a state of burnout, I was dealing with the most debilitating pain I had ever experienced in my life. Oh. Um, and I kept going to repeat hospital visits and urgent care visits, and they kept saying to me, Miss Haley, nothing is wrong. I was healthy. Oh, wow. But n they couldn't explain what was wrong. Yeah. And um, my mother happened to pass away during my time as a full time educator. I didn't oh. handle that grief. I couldn't, I had to jump yeah. back into work. Mm -hmm. And then I had unhealed trauma. So it was like almost a, a perfect storm. And what I come to find out was in one of my episodes, which was the worst episode I ever experienced, my daughter walked in. Mm -hmm. And when my youngest daughter walked in, she was, I think, I believe five years old, the look of horror on her face was enough for me to say something needs to change. What I have come to find out in my journey was that my mother had hopes and dreams she never got a chance to fulfill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I needed to set more boundaries and start living my life as if I am actually creating my legacy at the moment. So every single program that I have, our consultant firm is actually called Legacy Scaler. Mm -hmm. Every program that we have, every single one is focused in on legacy. We're building a legacy right at this moment. And when I realized that um, after reading Les Brown's quote about the richest place on earth being the graveyard, oh, when we think wow. about it not being Dubai, New York City, but the graveyard, because so yeah. many people's hopes and dreams are there oh. because they were too scared to move forward. That was yeah. enough for me to say, all right, I may not think I'm worthy right now, but I'll do it for my daughter. Mm -hmm. I'll do it for my daughters because they're watching me. And I'm mm -hmm. demonstrating to them the type of life that they can lead. My mom is no longer here. Mm -hmm. And it breaks my heart that she couldn't see me accomplish so many things she never got a chance to do. But I know that if I am at the last, at the very last moment of my life, would I regret not moving forward and sharing my message and sharing my story? The answer to that is yes. So I'm going to push past the fear. I'm going to push past the unworthiness. Now I know I'm worthy. Now I don't need my daughter's face. I have my own. I'm mm -hmm. deserving of achieving my dreams and my goals. So I would say to you, your story of your mother, and I believe your grandmother needs to be shared because there are people right now that are listening to this message that need to be unlocked from fears of whatever Mm -hmm. fears they may come from it could sh show up in many different ways for them to continue to show up in a way that honors them and when we do that we build better communities we make more impact we help save people's lives i know that that may seem dramatic for some people but you would be just flabbergasted by the amount of people who are locked into these cages that are brought on by whatever stories are told by themselves over the years. It could have been a statement that was said to them. Mm -hmm. It could have been whatever it is that prevents them from showing up in a full in a full way. Wow, that's such a powerful, powerful answer to that question, Jasmine. And for those of you who are listening, I you know go back to that Les Brown 
quote and think about, you know, what is what is locked inside of you that you would really like to bring out. And uh, Jasmine's a great person to work with and National Speakers Association, even if you just want to come to one meeting and ask people, why do you do what you do? You'll really feel parts of you. And, and I know when I went to my first meeting in 2006, I was like, okay, this is, there's something here, something to follow. So, and the legacy part, do you feel like every, if, if we, what would happen if we thought that every action we took was a piece of our legacy? Would mm -hmm. that work? Or Ooh, I would tell you that, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen this meme, where people have said, oh, you're about to be sick of me now. I <laughs> everybody would show up like that. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes, because you'll be legacy driven. It's like the th thing is, is like when people think about legacy, they're like, oh, well, it's what I leave my people. No, it's what you're doing right now. It's the relationship right. that you're building. It's the kind mm -hmm. gesture that you're giving to a stranger. That is a part of your legacy. You have no idea the amount of people you be you're able to touch and so you'll show up differently for your business your brand because now you have a stronger why built on it that's beyond just what it is that you're serving for your clients but understand the amount of ripple effects that can happen for you showing up in a really um, authentic and powerful way by keeping the focus on your legacy I love that. So, you know, legacy is kind of, um, it's a very big word. So how do you like, and package seems like it, is it really doing it justice, but from a content perspective or is it values perspective, how do you really determine what your legacy is and how do you communicate it? Is there a simple way to do it? Is it really a big deal? How, how do you get that across? I think for me is that there is a missing piece for most of us. We're not, especially for women, mm -hmm. and those identify as women. We have been kind of told to be in a place where we don't, we, we're told to keep quiet. I don't know if you remember as a child that you, you should be oh, yeah. seen and not heard, okay? So what happens is we get to a state where we're scared to be visible and to get out there and share. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. think when we look at, just like the work that I do specifically, what I do is I package people's brilliance and expertise into a signature talk. And then I help them connect that to the offerings in their business so they can then scale their business by using the most powerful asset that they have, which is their voice. I think mm -hmm. when we look at storytelling, a mm -hmm. lot of times when we're sharing our brilliance, we forget about the critical piece of sharing parts of what makes our heart sing. And mm -hmm. it's that connection to humanity that gets lost. Mm -hmm. And we can talk about difficult subjects. That's how I started off. My area of expertise is working with persons living with HIV and dealing with substance use disorder. That's how I started in, in healthcare. That is not a fun topic. No, it's yet. a tough one, but it's, it's so important. One. It yeah. is important, yep. And yeah. I was able to connect with each of the audience members' hearts, even uh, with a difficult topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's a, a tough thing to do, but just really, it's a great challenge. You know, there are a lot of people who are speakers and it's like all fun and glitter and that's fine too. But, you know, it, I guess what I'm hearing now is even if you think you have a hard topic, as long as it's in your heart, it's something that needs to be communicated because you never know who you're going to touch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that was what I took with me in 2019, beginning of 2020, mm -hmm. when I had to restart my brand 
and business mm -hmm. all, all, all over again. No one wow. knew who the heck I was. No one knew who I was. You, so you came from nowhere. <laughs> so <it's, laughs> and so uh, social media had to play some kind of role in that. So tell us how you went from being um, the best kept secret to somebody that uh, is, uh, you know, uh, someone to, who has a legacy that people want to aspire to and follow. How did you make that leap? Uh, relationship building. Okay. People don't realize that every time you show up on social, whether it be in a Facebook group or a mm -hmm. LinkedIn group or mm -hmm. on any social media posts, you're building relationships and you can do that through story. Okay. And so I had to get to a place of understanding and getting clear on the direction of where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. And once I was clear on that and my own story and not being ashamed of that, I started get, getting massively visible. And when I knew that I hit the sweet spot is when people say, stated, hey, I need X, Y, and Z help with this speaking. And multiple people were saying my name. So wow. one mm -hmm. of the things that we have to realize with social media is that even when you're making a post, you're building a relationship mm -hmm. with individuals, whether or not they're actually accepting of your services for themselves mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. being amazing referral partners for the work that you do. So I had to focus in on the relationship building aspect in a new industry where I was used to being known and then completely in a place where I was unknown. Well, that took a lot of guts. You know, um, there are some people who step into social media and I always kind of, I kind of say, oh, I, I really do admire them. They say, you know, they're a digital marketing expert and they've been, they've had two or three projects and that honestly, that sense of confidence is really inspiring. But there are a lot of people who have the imposter syndrome and they feel like even though they have, let's say they're a digital marketing leader, they're still afraid to say they're a digital marketing expert. So how did you overcome that? Uh, that fear and you know a lot of people would have just said Jasmine are you like what are you thinking you can't do that so how did you overcome that and step into it and say here's who I am it's like almost like having a superpower mm -hmm. well I want y'all to know that I didn't do that at first okay. I, had to, I had to hit rock bottom uh-huh and question whether or not my business could continue so I did oh, a wow. year and a half of launches that were failing because I was not aligned Okay. When I surrendered, when I got truly focused on what my area of expertise, and there were multiple whispers and signs throughout, mm -hmm. I was saying, because I'm a person of color, I'm a woman of color, no one would take me seriously. Most people who are mm -hmm. speaking consultants are men or women, white and older. Yep. I'm yep. from Jamaica, Queens with some gold hoop earrings, right? <laughs> and I am who I am. That yeah. isn't, I'm not effective at what I do. And mm -hmm. so I had let false stories and one negative experience prevent me from stepping fully and niching down into what I'm doing today. But mm. when you are seeing dust bunnies running up in your bank account, y'all, <laughs> and you start seeing them having a whole party. Oh, no. <laughs> you have to ask yourself, have I truly done everything possible on social media to get out there and share my voice? And my answer was no. So mm -hmm. I put my program on a Google Doc. I showed up live every day, y'all. I stopped getting consumed with the number of people that were liking my stuff. And I got consumed with being legacy driven, 
and understanding I'm looking for that one person to give me a yes. Mm-hmm. And that one person came after I was at the very rock bottom. And she came and she said to me, Jasmine, I was waiting for you to start this program. Wow. That one person is now eight people in my program. And I was concerned of, ah, oh, who's going to want to pay high ticket? Who's going to want to be wow. in this container? But when I saw the transformation and I realized that no one's going to give me permission but myself, it allowed mm-hmm. me to show up more fully on social media. I stopped cowering back. I know what I'm talking about. There's a reason why I was able to build a brand with speaking in events. There's a reason why I'm able to help my people create amazing work. There's a reason why people used to come in and say, hey, can you help me with my speaker abstract? Hey, can you do this? And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not coaching on that. But they kept coming back for that. So for anyone that is in that messy middle, there's a little ounce of faith that you need of your God-given abilities to push forward. And you've got to almost surrender to trying to make it work with anyone else's pattern and think about what are your strengths? How can you show up that way and in most imperfect way and, and make a difference? Great advice. And, you know, focusing on just one person. I mean, I, I, a lot of times with marketing, it's like, oh, I need a hundred, I need a thousand, whatever. But if you have one person who has faith in you and you can grow your program based on that, then it's, it's like one step at a time. Yep. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. One step at a time. And every, every time that was enough momentum for uh-huh. me personally, I believe in God. I was like, give me a sign. Give me a sign. It's not over. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going, Because <laughs> I had literally spent my last $10,000 in a program that was amazing. Yeah. But I had two failed launches still after that. And so I had to get really serious. It's not the social media. Yeah. Because there's multiple ways in which you can grow your business through social media. There there's are, yeah. multiple ways that you can build a business model, but something mm-hmm. wasn't aligned in alignment with me. And so you have to ask yourself, you got to be honest with yourself. What's not in alignment right now? Have I really tried everything? And no, I did not. And when I finally did the launch on social media, I did it in a way that felt good to me, that felt light to me. I didn't worry about all the sequences. I worried about getting that first sale and then continue to show up every day after. Yeah, I I think that with, uh, especially with digital marketing, internet marketing, when you go to these programs, there are so many different steps that you can get exhausted before you even write your first headline. There's just a lot of moving parts. So back to what you said about relationships, I think that really is the key to social media and you never know who's seeing your post and who's going to, who's going to call you. So I know you have some amazing success stories. Is there one you'd like to share? Hmm. Uh, so a recent success story by using the power of social media would be my workshop. Mm-hmm. So I decided in April that even after that experience of me getting that one client, I still was in the background, not fully believing in myself. And so I decided in April that I was going to spend two weeks of setting this up and go on a tour. I love that tour. I'm like, I just want to see where Jenna's going now. That sounds like so fun. (laughs) It is fun. It is fun. And, And I said to myself, like, hmm, where, what cities? And uh-huh. I pre-sold it. 
I pre-sold it online. I pre-sold it online. That means that nothing was set up other than the concept. And so the same, what, what I'm so excited about is that I sold out three of the four cities. And in one oh, of the cities, great. we had to add an additional day because of the demand. So that's, that's wow. one of the ones that I'm going next week. That's in San Diego. So we went from Charlotte, Chicago, San Diego, and then New York City. And then next year we'll be global. We'll be heading to London. So these nice. are, this is, this is one of my wins, I would say this year that I was, I uh -huh. oh, I'm sorry, Siri's talking. Um, <laughs> that was one of my wins that I didn't expect to have. It wasn't planned uh -huh. out, but I knew I needed to get more visible. And I used the power of social media and relationships and going out there and sharing it nonstop on the transformation and utilizing video to also mm -hmm. demonstrate the transformation that allowed me to sell out three out of the four workshops that I hosted this year. Well, we'll be hosting this year. So you use your background as an event planner to bring that in and your educator, you're putting a lot of different pieces in place and you don't really need to have this whole funnel system with all these little bells and whistles. I always think of it like as a pinball game, you know, you got to have all these things, people go here and then they do that, you know? So, yeah, so that's really, really impressive. And it, it takes, uh, I think it takes a lot of courage to say, I'm going to do this. And, but what it does though, is it grows your business in different places, mm -hmm. which is exciting. Yeah. You've got, now you're expanding your network beyond, we both live in North Carolina. So you're expanding it beyond North Carolina. So um, is there anything else you'd like to share with us about your business or any social media tips about what I, I and I would encourage everyone to to follow Jasmine because your video production is really, really good. It's exciting to watch you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I the three tips that I will leave for anyone, um, it's a part of my proprietary process on how I look at creating a speaking business, but I think it, it could apply anywhere. The first thing that you have to work on when you look at social media is that it requires a huge demand of visibility. So that means that you have to be steeped in and rooted in your level of worthiness and your confidence, mm -hmm. because there's going to be people that are going to question you. So don't say, well, what if some people question you? Well, they will. So what you going to do next? <laughs> you don't even have to wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares, right? Exactly. We got, you got one life to live. Okay. Yeah. Um, the second thing is, you need to curate a strong business foundation. And what mm -hmm. does that mean? You need to have some systems like, so yes, I did a soft launch, right? I, I needed to get visible. I didn't care about all the bells and whistles, all right? Mm -hmm. And people can mm -hmm. feel that energy. But at some point in time, you gotta get serious about what systems and structure do I have in place mm -hmm. to be able to accept the rain that will, that will come your way. And then the final thing is three, you need to create your stage. Some of us are waiting for someone to, that is someone famous possibly to say, I have now deemed you worthy of sharing your message on social media. Well, guess what? They ain't coming. <laughs> <You're busy now. laughs> you need to create your own stage mm -hmm. and you have to be really at this place of understanding that your message is here to set someone else free. When you get that, yeah. mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what the metrics are going to be. Mm -hmm. It matters. Are you in alignment? Are you clear on the program promise that you're delivering from what you're sharing mm -hmm. on social? And are you going to deliver it with excellence? Because that's mm -hmm. the other part. Yes, I did it quickly, but I am 
delivering with excellence to my clients, which is why I continuously get referrals, which is why I'm able to sell out my programs, which is why I keep having people continually join at high rates, right? At high ticket rates, mm -hmm. as well as lower, right? I do have, have options like that. So if anyone's in a place where they are looking for themselves specifically for speaking, I have a great guide that's completely free. It's called a Profitable Speaker Roadmap. And it's great questions to ask yourself based on the framework that I just shared. Can you tell us where we can find you online, Jasmine, so people can get all, all of your assets and they can find out more about how to follow you and learn from you? Yeah, so you can go to jasminehaley.com. I am Jasmine without an E. My mom has blessed me with the constant struggle of telling people <laughs> I do not have an E at the end of my name. So it's J-A-S-M-I-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com. Awesome. And uh, I always like to ask my guests, what is your word of the day? Ooh, I think grace. Grace. Think grace. Yes. I think for me, it's grace. So I am my number one strength on Clifton Strengths is futuristic. I'm always thinking about the possibilities for the future, but I also mm -hmm. have to understand that there are steps that are necessary as I'm moving along. And I have to give myself grace in the expectations that, but I just want it now, right? So I mm -hmm. think that is where I'm at as I'm growing and scaling my business. I love it. And any call to action you'd like to leave us with? Get to moving. <laughs> well, I, I, will just, I, I, I will just sum up what Jasmine said. She said, your most powerful asset is your voice and your message is here to set someone else free. So Jasmine, thank you so much for being with me. It's always great to see you. And yeah. I appreciate um, just, you know, the, the, the steps you've taken, your confidence uh, and your motivation for all of us to really get moving. So thanks for being with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And everyone, thank you for joining us. This is Barbara Rosgoni. I am your conversation host at Growing Social Now. And I invite you to follow us wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Until next time, keep growing social now.